Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey there and welcome to this week's Tip Tuesday on the Pet Biz Hive. I am so completely lit up after the masterclass that I held last night. It was called Bomb Proof Your Pet Business, if you missed out on it. And in this masterclass, I detailed four areas in your pet business that you really should focus on if you want to defuse or mitigate the risk to your own business from the economy, from our markets, and of course, even from your local competition. Now, this is a really great time to look at this. Uh, 2022, many of us had great increases in our business. Uh, We have had a lot of things going on in the marketplace and the economy. And a lot of that looks like it's going to be around for a while. So we all need to spend this time supporting each other to shore up the foundations of our business, actually operating as a business, whatever that looks like for you, because business is business is business. It doesn't make any difference. If you have a dog walking and pet sitting service, if you have a landscape company, if you are an attorney with a firm, um, if you sell widgets, business is business and principles to operate an efficient business are sound. They are across the board and there is no reason why in our industry we should not be focusing on these business principles to make sure that we all have very successful, sustainable businesses. Now the three things that I really was talking about last night that that are posing, of course, a risk in our marketplace right now to us. First one is entrepreneurship is trendy. Have you noticed that? Um, it really seems like so many people are branching out and starting their own businesses. Of course, we see this in our own industry, but it is really across the board that self-employment is very enticing. I've noticed this definitely more um, through and since the pandemic. A lot of people have left corporate America and decided to branch out on their own. Of course, data shows that in challenging economic times, people tend to choose to rely on their own work ethic and their own ability to complete things for their own job security. So it stands to reason that, you know, instead of relying on someone else in a position that might be shaky, that you would have more people that would be branching out to do things and seeing that there is a need in the marketplace. Um, This is all information really that I got from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So of course, US-based for our uh, Canadian and UK friends that listen in. But certainly uh, something for you to think about how that uh, number of entrepreneurs can impact what you see as results in your own pet business. The number one reason for people to leave their jobs is dissatisfaction. Interesting statistic, 46.1% of new business owners are retired or laid off. And out of the businesses that were started in 2022, 
92% of them were started by boomers or Gen Xers. I mean, yay, Gen Xers, 80s child here. Um, But that is very interesting. There are a lot of people who have possibly retired early or become laid off through the pandemic or through, you know, the tech upheavals that we've had recently, now the banking upheavals. And many of them, instead of getting back in the regular labor force, they are starting their own businesses. And then 31% of people started a business to pursue their passion. I'm probably talking to a lot of you right here because this is such a passion and heartfelt industry, right? And then just in fourth quarter of 2022, there were 48,242 new home service businesses that were started. Now, this is the entire home services sector. Of course, we're only a small little corner of that. But in just the last quarter of last year, 48,242 new home service businesses. So that is definitely something to keep in mind as you are looking at how you want to move forward with your own pet business. Of course, we do have the wicked inflation and the effect of the banking challenges recently. It's quite a cycle. I don't know if you follow any of the economic news. Sometimes it can feel like a foreign language when you're looking at it. And, you know, this is probably terribly oversimplified. But, you know, those of you with teams, I'm sure you have felt this as we have. Of course, you know, with your inflation, your consumer pricing increases. Um, You know, eggs get to be more expensive. And yes, they are. I've been trying to talk my husband into chickens recently. Uh, So, you know, pricing increases. And then what happens? We have our employees coming to us saying, hey, you know, I'm like feeling it at the pump. I'm feeling it when I go to the grocery store. I need to make more money or I'm going to have to find another job. You know, we've heard that in our own business. And as business owners, uh, we don't have a lot of options, right? If we want to keep the amazing people that we have working for us, we have to figure out a way to make a change. So, you know, in those situations, the businesses do increase wages, but yet we still have to remain profitable. So therefore, we have to increase pricing, which then continues the cycle, doesn't it? So there really needs to be a way for that cycle to break. And of course, I know the government has their ways of working on that. Uh, It's been interesting in my own pet business for the past couple of years. We really for, you know, I've been in business almost 26 years now. I had a pattern that I was changing prices every other year, you know, whether right, whether wrong, whether you do that, whether you've never raised prices, you know, or you're one that always raises prices every year. That's a very personal business decision. But I can tell you that just in the last three years, I've increased pricing four times, maybe five times, at least four times in the past three years. And that has been a challenge. It's been a challenge with messaging for our clients and our marketplace. Um, It's been a challenge figuring out the best numbers for the profitability of our business. That's why it is so important to dial in your profitability and really knowing your numbers so you can make those 
types of decisions wisely instead of just, you know, throwing a spit wad and and checking to see if it's going to stick or if it's going to fall back down on your head, right? So we definitely need to see how, of course, that market impact is affecting your pet business going forward. Um, We have, you know, an awkward market situation right now. We have had for the longest time super low interest rates. I am very fortunate that my mortgage is a very low interest rate right now because the Fed has increased those rates and it is a lot more expensive to borrow money now. Uh, Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank might only be the first banks that are having issues with this because, you know, the cheap money that's been out there has really propped up our markets. And the Fed has increased rates nine times now in a 12-month time period, which is crazy. We started out March of 2022, and we were only at a quarter percent. And they just raised last week to 5%. So a pretty significant change um, definitely impacts the business markets along with uh, personal markets. So we'll see that impact going forward. It looks like that's going to gradually, if things work out well, gradually start to lighten up with some some trending back down in the interest rates by the end of 2024 based off of projections. And then another one of the issues that I really see affecting our market, along with, of course, entrepreneurship being trendy, directly affecting our own industry is the low barrier to entry and the complete lack of regulation that we have in our marketplace. You have to find a way to stand out because, you know, in in home pet care, there's no actual skills that are required. I mean, you will be tested on your skills, of course. Um, Definitely, there's a lot of policies and procedures that need to be followed, but Anyone can hang out their shingle and say, I'm a dog walker, I'm a pet sitter, I'm a professional, you know, however they choose to define those terms, right? But no actual skills are required. There is no licensing. There is no regulation. Of course, we have the effect of all the bad seeds in the industry. We hear all of those horrible stories and the ones that hit the news media. And then, of course, there's the ones that don't hit the news media and they're just in local markets. But no matter what, those kinds of stories and reports that are out there, they put a bad taste in pet parents' mouth as to whether or not they want someone to come to their home. Of course, there is contradictory information online. We are not a united industry, even to the point of standards of pet care. You know, what is standards of providing service? How should service be provided in our industry? And the pet parents just aren't educated well as to what to expect. So those are all real challenges that that we see right now in our businesses. So there are really four ways that I want you to focus in on your own business and make sure that you have these areas very well clarified going into the rest of this year. The first area that I want you to look at is making sure that you have the right target. In the masterclass, I went into some numbers and how you can take those numbers and figure out what the average is for 
your clients, you know, what the average revenue is that comes in from each client, how to really break down your client list, looking at who's above the average line, who's below the average line, who do you enjoy working for, which are the easiest clients for you to work with, what brings you the most joy. What services do your top 20% of clients use in your business? Are those items profitable? That is a lot of the things that you really need to think about. When you determine that ideal target client, that top 20% of your clients that likely bring you 60% or more of your business revenue, those top clients, what are their demographics? Start to dig in and break those down. Send out a survey to those clients and get some demographic information from them. I'm sure that they completely value your service if they're in that top 20%. And a lot of them will be willing to answer some demographic questions because then you can take that and figure out how to directly target those people in your local market. So make sure that you have great targeting on your clients. So you're not just spending time out there finding, you know, the one and dones and you're just casting just this massive wide net of anybody that needs pet care ever. You are really focusing in on those ones that you know are going to be the most profitable to your business and even in tough economic conditions, the most likely clients to continue using your services no matter what. Now, of course, I talk about making sure you have profitable pricing. Absolutely, that is the second thing that I still want you to focus on. Um, I do presentations on this. I do consults and coaching on this. There are very few things that are as important to your pet business than making sure that you are profitable. Every service that you do in the marketplace needs to provide a reward to you for the risk of being a business owner. It is risky. You are taking that risk on. If you have a team, you need to make sure that you are being compensated well for the risk you are taking on putting your name behind those services. So I always recommend that you figure out what your cost of service is and make sure it's in an industry average of 45 to 55%. This is regardless of if you have employees or independent contractors. You should not be compensating more than 55% all in. That's including payroll expenses. Now, I do educate on this quite a bit, and if you did miss the masterclass, uh, you can go and register and watch the replay. You just go to petbizguru.com forward slash bomb, B-O-M-B, and you can go ahead and register for that replay, and you can watch it on demand. This is, I know, a lot of information for one podcast, but know that you can go back and you can get all the details by watching that replay. I won't make you crunch numbers while you're, you know, out walking dogs right now. So make sure you do have, of course, your pricing solid. You know what profitable pricing looks like and you um, can make sure you bring that out to your marketplace so you are rewarded again for your time and investment. Third item that I want you to focus on is your priorities. How do you set priorities? Do you have a nightmare of a to-do list that's like 50 things long and the second you highlight one off the list, there are 10 more to replace it with? Where you look at it and you're so overwhelmed, you just want to like vacuum 
I don't know, maybe that's just me. That's what I tend to do is I get overwhelmed and I'll start cleaning. So you want to be able to look at your to-do list and make sense of it. Figure out what priorities you need to set next. And in the masterclass, I shared one of the ways that I like to manage my own priorities and figure out what my hit list is going to be for the next day. And I use it as a post-it party. I love post-it notes. I have multiple colors in my offices. They are my friends. And uh, so, you know, what I do is I put one specific thing on a post-it note and I will, you know, in my case, I'll slap it on my monitor or uh, my bookshelf next to my chair in my desk. So they're right there and I can see them all. I spend time just literally brain vomiting everything every little piece of paper on my desk. I have multiple to-do lists sometimes because I'll scratch it on a notebook so I don't forget about it. Sometimes I'll write it on my hand if I'm in the car. Um, And I put them all together in one place so I can see them. And then I just have a system where I break it down and I filter them through knowing what priorities are that need to be done tomorrow, what needs to be done this week, what needs to be done this month, and what things really can wait or they just need to be put aside because they are just not priority. They're not going to help me move my business forward. So definitely I would recommend to you to go into that masterclass and watch that section that gave several people during the masterclass some aha moments of like, oh my gosh, like this really is simple. I didn't think about setting it up this way. So that is the way that I prioritize my own list on a daily basis. The fourth area is a huge one, and this is systems. This is making sure that you have the right systems in place, because in some cases, people have no systems in place. And that is, you know, it's it's not like that's a horribly bad thing. It's a realization that this is where I am. And I need to have a direction of where I need to go in my business. Because if you are like me, you didn't have business knowledge when you started your pet business. I had none. I was 22 years old. I only had two years of college at that point that, you know, didn't really amount to any type of degree. I was hard science. I was going to be a veterinarian. I never took a business class. I thought business was dry and crunchy. Why on earth would I ever be a business owner, right? 26 years later. Yeah. So I wish I had started this with some additional business and financial knowledge. I wish I had had some education like you have available in this podcast and my free education and my Pet Biz MBA masterclass. You have the rare opportunity as a pet business owner now to do within the next two to three years what it has taken me 26 years to accomplish because you have so many resources available to you. Take advantage of all of those. Now, back to the systems. So this is this is my bang. I'm a systems person. Of course, the Pet Biz MBA membership is open right now, and that is one of the big things that I want to bring to you guys. I want you to have that freedom in your business of having a proven strategy laid out for you that you can work through and having a tight community of people who are working on the same big things that you are. 
uh, some of these systems that I really want you to take a step back and look at that we do build up in the Pet Biz MBA Business Accelerator. Things like developing that evolved target market and figuring out your demographics and how to go after those clients in your marketing. Figuring out your financial strategy. Do you have a strategy or do you check to see daily what is in your bank account to find out what you have to spend? Policies and procedures. Do you have these written? Do you have... Do you have SOPs, standard operating procedures that you operate your business by? If you are a solopreneur, do you have everything written that you do in your business in case something happens to you so someone else can pick up and move forward from there when you are possibly not available? What happens if you are not available to work in your business tomorrow? How are your pets and clients going to be taken care of? These are all very important things for you to think of and strategically make plans for. Uh, Pricing, like I said, wow, pricing, making sure that you are profitable, having that structured plan set up if you are going to grow into a team to make sure that you can compensate and nurture your team, develop a very strong team and a culture around it. Your hiring systems. There is an entire module on hiring and another module on creating SOPs around that. So much information goes into those types of systems. Uh, Systems when you are bringing team members on, employee handbooks, all of those procedures you need to have together. It is so important to have these outlined in your business moving forward. And that is, that is really what we tackle in the Pet Biz MBA Business Accelerator every single week. Now, you know, I wanted to share with you, oh, some comments from some other members that we have right now about their experience in the the membership. Uh, Stephanie, Stephanie is, um, she is in New Jersey. And here's a little bit about what she said. She said, I found Pet Biz MBA at the perfect point on my growing six-figure business where I was struggling with budgeting payroll and operational costs as well as bringing on management while maintaining a position in my own company. You know, I, I asked people kind of really what, what had been the challenge in their business that led them to joining and what was the biggest thing that they had found as a result so far. And she said, hands down, Profit First so far has immediately helped me structure a more sound financial setup so I never have to sweat payroll again. Now, Profit First is one of the modules that I have in there. It's um, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Uh, I have been using that in my business for six years, and it has been an extraordinary change in the way that I operate my finances in my business. I do highly recommend it. And that is the accounting principles that I teach according to. So Stephanie went on to say, we need to surround ourselves with like-minded pet businesses to truly feel supported and heard and have someone in our corner helping us and encouraging us to be better. Too often we get set in a routine and it's tough to challenge ourselves. I mean, she is preaching on that one, right? That is very, very much what we are all about in our community. 
Now, Kara France, uh, she had uh, commented about the membership also. She is in Pennsylvania. So the biggest things that she was really looking for, reason she joined the membership, support for business leadership skills, figuring out how to work with employees, employee engagement, organization and help with marketing and networking, really staying motivated to put the work in that her business needs, right? She really enjoyed the module that we did in February on company culture and team, which is so integral to growing a great, strong business of any kind, right? Like I said, business principles, business is business is business. I just take those principles and bring it down into our sometimes wacky little industry because we're a little quirky in what we do. So it's a little bit different than just applying your master's degree business principles, right? So she said it was a great topic in which I need to really focus on instead of the daily grind of the business. She went on to say that Pet Biz MBA is the coaching I needed at this time as an expander. Janie's business outlook, thoughts, and ideas align with mine. She's a good fit if you need motivation to improve your business. So thank you, Kara. I really, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I And I'm honored that I can offer something like that to you that can help you grow your own pet business. And then Adriana, she is in Connecticut. She really joined it because she had a desire to operate at a higher volume and needed to build up the operations behind that. She was having trouble with planning the ins and outs of having a higher volume, larger scaled operation. And she specifically said, if you are looking at revamping and creating SOPs or standard operating procedures for your operation, you are in the right place. There's always stuff popping up and always ways to improve it. It's a very collaborative environment and open so you can see what other businesses are struggling with too and how other people solve those problems. So that's just a little bit from a couple of our current members of the Pet Biz MBA. Like I mentioned, it is open right now. I only open it twice a year because I really like to invest time and energy and the people in the group. And so that is why we just do it in the spring and we won't open again until the end of October. It is going to be open for you through this Friday, March the 31st. It will close at 7 p.m. Not 7.05, not 7.10. It will, doors close, 7 p.m. this Friday. So Don't wait until last minute. You don't want to miss this opportunity to join this amazing, high-performing group of pet business owners. We have had nine people already join since we had opened up with that masterclass tonight. So like you guys know, I'm all about those woot business owners, and I am already growing my wall of woot. So I will be sharing that on social media through this week. Nine people already on my wall of woot. So welcome to Marge, Jacob, Courtney, Tracy, Elizabeth, Raysa, Jane, Jessica, and Heather. I am so excited that you have joined me, and I can't wait to talk to more of you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram, and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move?